Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Crossan, and I'm here to help you build a brand, make an impact, and have some fun on social media. I'm the owner of Fun Love Media, a social media management and content creation agency in Houston, Texas. I'm a wife, a mom of two, and when I'm not working or with my family, you can find me on my Peloton bike or tread, dancing on social media, or cuddle up with wine watching reality television. Please know that this show could include some grown-up language here or there. Let's get started. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, episode 81. I am your hostess, Brittany Crossan. What is up? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back. If you've been here before, welcome back. I appreciate you coming back. I love you, love you. If you've never been here before, well, welcome to the party. It's going to be a great show. Uh, That is for sure. It's always a great show around here. But man, today, my guest, Michelle Eldridge, whoop, baby, she is beyond inspiring. I mean, homegirl has got so much good shit to share. I can't even, I can't even. It's it's really amazing. Well, first of all, her story. I'm not going to ruin it. I'm going to let her tell you. But her story is like... It's well, it's absolutely incredible, honestly, what she's done. And and I absolutely feel so honored and honestly just like thankful that she's on the show because when you hear her talk about what she's been through, you know, where she came from, where she is now in her business, and how she's used, you know, of course, social media to help get her herself there, it's it's just it's just really beautiful and really moving. I mean, seriously, I'm not exaggerating. So you are in for a big treat. Also, she is a clubhouse expert. So she's going to be talking about clubhouse. And she gave me some pointers on clubhouse that were like little bitty tiny details that I didn't know that I already like made tweaks to my account and stuff. It was really, really cool. So Michelle is amazing. She is coming up here in just a few minutes. First and foremost, you know, I got to remind you, if you have not rated and reviewed the show on iTunes or on Apple Podcasts yet, please do. So if you listen to the show on iTunes, on Apple Podcasts, you know, with your your Apple device, um, please, please, please rate and review the show. We have a perfect five-star rating so far. I would love another five-star rating from you and a little written review, like just a sentence or two as to why you like the show, what kind of value it brings to you, um, and all that jazz, because it's so powerful, those reviews. And if you listen to the show on a platform where you can't really review in that way, it doesn't really have that option, then just head over to the Facebook page and review us there. All you got to do is search Social Sunshine Podcast on Facebook and leave a review there. And even better than that, I don't know if it's better. Gosh, it's hard. I don't know which one's better, but whatever. If you're on Instagram, which I hope you are because, you know, Instagram is like my fave, then what you can do right now while you're listening, take a screenshot of your of your phone, of your screen, you know, like you see my face, like I'm smiling. It says Social Sunshine Podcast, right? Take a screenshot and share that screenshot into your Instagram stories and tag the show and tag me. All right. So the show is at the Social Sunshine Podcast, and I am at Brittany Crossin. And share it in your stories. Share the love. We will reshare the story and do all of the things. Thank you so, so much. All of that is so, so helpful. So before we get into my chat with Michelle, which by the way, is going to be just part one, this is a two-parter. I mean, that she and I talked for a good while, and I really wanted to make sure and um and break that up into two episodes because there was so much good stuff that she shared seriously. But before I dive into my chat 
with Michelle, I have to share with you what recently happened. Okay. So I'm actually recording this. So this episode, let's see, the release date is Monday, May 10th, 2021. And, um, which by the way, tomorrow, May 11th is my daughter's birthday. Happy seventh birthday to Miss Romy. Oh my gosh. That's right. It's the day after this episode comes out. Romy, Romy, happy seventh birthday, baby. I love you so, so, so much. Um, Okay. So let me, okay, let's go back to this story here. So, um, but today I'm recording on, um, let's see, Tuesday, May 4th, 2021. So just the other day I was in Las Vegas. So here's the story. Ryan and I, my husband, Ryan and I, we have been to Las Vegas many a times. I don't know, probably 14 or 15 times. We, we love Las Vegas. Um, you know, Back in the day when we were much younger, we um, we went together for our first time. It was like, um, let's see, it was the summer of 2005, and we went on this trip that was so exciting because we were like newly married, and it was like, you know, you're a grown-up, and you can do what you want, and you can plan a trip, and it was just, you know, a very exciting time, <laughs> and making your own money, all that thing, all those things. So, we, um, in summer of 2005, we went, we went to LA and we went to Vegas. We actually drove, we, we flew to LA, but then we drove from LA to Vegas. And, um, and we, we really, really liked it, but we thought, you know, we want to come back for our anniversary and our wedding anniversary is in December. So we decided to go back for our one year wedding anniversary back in 2005. And then we loved it so much that we went back every year for our wedding anniversary in December for 10 years in a row. And then there were like, you know, a few other random trips that at other times of the year. So we've been to Las Vegas a lot and, um, it's, it's really just become this like special fun getaway for us. And, uh, actually, honestly, now I think, you know, we'll go in the, in the near future with our kiddos and there's tons of stuff that they would love to do. So anyway, we hadn't been in four years and we had an opportunity to go this past weekend because, uh, one of our businesses, it's a business that Ryan and I actually run together, is a wine uh, marketing business where we, well, we market wine. <laughs> That's why it's, I mean, like, it's getting deep over here, folks. Yeah, we market wine uh, for these, um, you know, a lot of like smaller vineyards, family owned vineyards that just don't have as big of a voice. It, as these big, you know, like grocery store brands do and all that stuff. And it's clean, uh, crafted wine. Um, it's, uh, it's great stuff. We love it. Right. So we love this, having this business together and they have this business retreat in Las Vegas and we got like the best deal on tickets because I guess, you know, like things are still COVID ish. Right. So I guess, I don't know. We got a good deal. We got to stay at, um, our favorite place at the win. It, it was a very exciting time, but listen to this. So we have this trip that we planned. And, but then I find out like the week before I get an email from Peloton. All right. So <laughs> here's the deal. I've been making Peloton related video or videos, dancing videos on my Peloton treadmill and Peloton bike for a long time, well over a year, right? And I never heard from Peloton about any of it, but um, it didn't matter, right? I love, I love making these videos, and it's, it's 
that's a whole other story. It's, it's led to such great things in my life is having fun dancing and making these videos. And the Peloton community is amazing. Well, I got this email from Peloton and this gal is like, we want you to be on a panel and chat with these three instructors and one other member for Peloton's homecoming weekend celebration on May, uh, what was it? May 1st. Yeah. So I was like, oh my God, this is so exciting. Holy shit. I'm going to be in Las Vegas on May 1st. Okay. All right. This is getting interesting. (laughs) Like, all right, we got to make this happen. Of course. So we go to Vegas. Um, we, you know, we're all excited about going to Vegas, about going anywhere. And we're excited to see our, our wine team family, you know, um, and celebrate that and talk about that business and all that jazz. But I just had like Peloton on my mind because I'm supposed to be speaking at this big event where like thousands of people are going to watch on the same weekend, like from Vegas, from my hotel room. And I'm just like, whoa, a little distracted. So let's fast forward. So the trip is going really good, first of all. And this this wine business is like so fun. If you If you are obsessed with wine like we are and you're not involved in this, like, come on, hurry up. I don't know. Email me or something. Message me on Instagram. Like, it is such a blast, right? So we're having so much fun talking about wine, learning about wine. Well, we get to Saturday and it's the Peloton day for me to talk in the homecoming community chat with Jen, Kristen, and Christine, three instructors from Peloton, and then one other Peloton member, um, Sinida. And we test the internet and everything ahead of time because I was already like concerned because we're at a hotel and I want to make sure that like internet works and all this stuff. We brought all of the devices, every freaking device. We brought my, my MacBook computer. We brought Ryan's iPad. And of course we had both of our iPhones. That way we have lots of options. So we go to test the internet before, like way before it started, like an hour before it started. And, and it worked. I got my computer internet working. I looked at everything like, you know, it was all good. It was going pretty quickly. No problems. Okay, so then I turn all that off and I go to like finish my makeup and stuff. Well, then I get a FaceTime call from my daughter, Romy, and she is bawling. She's with my dad, her grandfather, and she's just bawling, crying. And she's so emotional because she just misses me and she just wants to go home. She says, I'm I'm just miserable. I just want to go home. And I was like, oh my gosh. And this has never happened before when we traveled you know, she was always much littler and I guess she just was kind of oblivious and now she's almost seven. And so she's like, she was missing mom. She was missing home. And it was like the, it was pitiful how much she was crying. And I'm like getting ready for this Peloton appearance. So I get her off the phone somehow. I try to calm her down and then I finish getting ready and it's almost time, right? So we're supposed to be on the, on the website, on the call at like 10 till. So of course, being that I'm in a hotel room and things might be a little slow, I decided to start trying to log on at 15 till, you know, five minutes earlier than everybody else. Well, it's not working. My computer is not connecting to anything. 
I couldn't get it connect to the Wi-Fi. I couldn't get it connect to um, Ryan's iPad as a hotspot or even as a, to the phone as a hotspot. Like with a, nothing was working on the computer. And I started panicking and I was like, Ryan, oh my God, I'm literally panicking. I can't, I can't have this not work. This is a big deal. I have to show up. I have to show up to this chat. <laughs> so then I'm like, okay, screw it. I'll just try to do it on my phone. I have a little tripod with me. I'll just use my phone. So I'm trying to log on, on my phone. My phone is like access blocked. I don't know what the hell's happening and I'm panicking. And now it's past, you know, 10 till now it's past the time that I was supposed to be on the call preparing with everyone else and I am seriously panicking and I can't get the phone to work and then we look at the iPad and we're just like let's see if we can get it to work the iPad was by the way the oldest device that we had there with us everything else we had was a little newer (laughs) and I go to log in with the iPad and it worked it worked and it was only like five or six minutes until start time everybody else was already on there getting prepared so I was technically I was late which is I mean I can't. That's so embarrassing. And I got on though and it worked and I was so stressed out and I had Romy, her tears on my mind. The buildup of the event over a year's worth of videos with this Peloton community and it being such a life, literally life changing experience creating and sharing these fun videos and these inspiring videos with everybody, with the Peloton community and everybody else. And all of this buildup, <laughs> boom, got it to work. So we're sitting there and we get started and the chat starts and I'm feeling, I'm feeling okay. I'm a little stressed, but I'm feeling okay. I'm doing it right. And then to top it all off, the fucking iPad falls over into my lap. Like, so essentially my camera just tumbles off. <laughs> So I quickly grabbed it and I picked it up and I put it back on the thing in front of me. And because I couldn't get it to hold still and I didn't want to shake it around, I had to hold my arm up, holding up the iPad so it wouldn't topple over for the remainder of the call, which was like another 20 minutes. (laughs) All the while keeping my composure, answering the questions, asking some questions and smiling. (laughs) Oh my God, you guys, like it was crazy. And so we get through it. I feel like the things I said were really good. I I forgot. There was one thing I wanted to say that I did forget to say, but the messages that are important to me that I wanted to get out to the Peloton community, because I know they're important to, to you guys too. I was able to get them out, you know, talking about how I've learned that um, it's okay that my body doesn't look like everybody else's body and that healthy looks different on everyone and that um, we're showing our children by exercising regularly that that's just a normal part of life and so that they can live that way too. And um, how I want to spread joy and encouragement to the Peloton community, but they have also, you have also spread it to me in return. So I, I was able to get out all those messages. So I was so happy that I could do that. And then when it was all over, um, before I hung up when the, when the chat was actually over, but we were still kind of on the little video screen thing. I was able to tell Jen hello because I rode with her in New York, um, back in December, 2019. So that was nice telling her hello. And then I hung up and I just burst into tears. (laughs) My husband, Ryan was in the room watching the whole time and he comes up and he's like, you did great. (laughs) And I'm like, the camera fell over. 
<laughs> and um and I well I, I if you watch my Instagram stories, you know I immediately got on my Instagram stories to talk to you guys that are in my community because I wanted to be real and wanted you to see what was happening behind the scenes. And it was tears. And I rarely cry like in front of barely anybody, especially not like publicly on social media. But I felt like for some reason there might be another mother out there that that needed to see that that day, you know, and to talk about how I was just dealing with a crying child on FaceTime and a crappy internet situation. And we were out of town on a business trip and in a freaking hotel room. And now it's like one of the biggest speaking moments I've ever had speaking to thousands of Peloton members and all this shit goes down. And afterward, the release was tears. And it was for a variety of reasons, right? I miss my I miss my babies, of course. You know that made me sad that she was sad, um, but it was also everything else. It was also some good tears mixed in there, you know, some excitement. And uh, I just this has this story has nothing to do with social media necessarily. I mean, it kind of does, I guess, because I share my videos on social media. But this experience in Las Vegas, I just wanted to tell it to you because. I, I want to always be super real with with you. And I want you to know that, especially because we do obviously talk about social media so much together, and a lot of it is about showing up and showing your face and being on camera, and a lot of times people aren't always comfortable with that. And I just want to say that even though you know I am a lifelong performer, I've been a dancer since I was a child, I've been an actor. I've been on television, film, stages, you know, theater, the whole shebang, and I absolutely love it. I still get really nervous in a lot of situations, and I still have mishaps. And I, so I, am I, am I different from someone that's not maybe, you know, a, a passionate performer or something? Sure, I'm different because I, I like to do it. Maybe not everybody does, right? And I have, I have a lifetime of experience doing it, but I, also, although I'm different in that way, I'm the same because I still have those moments of fear, those moments of nerves. Like before that Peloton thing started, I literally felt sick. I felt sick, like <laughs> sick to my stomach, like puke sick. <laughs> and here's the deal. You're going to feel that way. You're going to feel that way. And it may not be because you're talking to thousands of Peloton members. It may be because you're getting on your Instagram stories to your audience of 457 to talk to them. It can be any level in any situation. But when you show up, especially on social media, especially on camera, like we do these days, you're going to feel some sort of way about it, most likely. I do. But the difference between someone that essentially prevails is that they just pushed through those feelings, felt the feelings. I just feel the feelings. Like the other day, I just felt sick because there were so many nerves, so much buildup to this moment. And I felt sick. I even felt so nervous for some reason that in that moment that I told Ryan, I was like, I don't even know. I don't know if I can even do this kind of shit anymore. Like this is like, 
this is a lot. I'm really stressed. <laughs> and then I did it. Anyway, you know who, who I don't know who said, said it, but, you know, feel the fear and do it anyway. And it's so true if it's something you want to do. And, of course, I wanted to do that. And I pushed through and I did it. And it happened and it's done. And I still am here and I'm fine. <laughs> And you will be too. All right. So I hope that that story was, uh, was, was encouraging for you. Like, remember, just remember, remember you're not alone whenever you feel uncomfortable or whenever you feel nervous or whenever you feel a little bit unsure. If you truly have the desire to do something, to show up, to show your face on camera or to talk about something more vulnerable on social media, to share something that might help someone else, to be yourself, maybe be silly, maybe be serious. If you truly have the desire to do it, then you have got to just push through that fear and those nerves and just go for it. I'm cheering you on always. All right, that's enough for today with my chat with you. I I love these chats with you. But next, we are going to listen to the inspiring, the amazing, the smart, the awesome Michelle Eldridge coming up next. Today's guest has gone from being homeless to becoming a social media strategist, public speaker, and mentor. She sold her kids' toys to start her business, and they now live a life she used to believe only existed in fairy tales. She leveraged social media and built influence and community to create a six-figure personal brand in less than three years. This gal has shared the stage with Shailene Johnson, Tim Story, Ray Higdon, and more, and a fun fact... Years back, she walked up to a stranger at a car wash, asked for a ride, got in his truck, and that stranger is now her husband that's been, that she's been with for a decade. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, Michelle Eldridge. Oh my gosh, I'm so, so excited to be here. I could not have been more excited for a podcast interview. <laughs> like, this is, this is so fun. Well, thank you so much for being here. I know your time is valuable, so I really appreciate you taking the time for all of us. I know everybody listening is going to freaking love this episode. Um, so, I mean, I would love for you to just like in your own words beyond my intro for you, just to explain to everybody really what you do, what your specialty is, how you help people and anything about your story or how'd you get to where you are? Just go for it, girl. Well, okay. So first of all, if you're if you hear me, then that means you're already in the right place. You're already listening to the best podcast. You're already following the right person. Stay close. You're already you're already in such a good place. So thank you for having me in your space. And and I will I, I want to you know you asked me one thing first, but I want to start with where I came from first. And I'll tell you that way it makes makes more sense about why I do what I do. Yeah. Um, and so. For me, I will say, you know, everybody goes through hard things. So I want you to first, I want to first preface it with, you know, don't feel sorry for me or, or whatever. That's, that's not the point. Uh, the point is, is that if I can, you can. And so, so here's, here's what I'll share with you is, as, as a lot of people do, uh, you know, I've gone through a lot of trauma. I grew up and, and the cycle for generations was, addiction or uh, alcoholism or 
uh, jails and living off government assistance, et cetera. And, and you know, you, you look around as a kid and you think, and that I thought I'll never be like that, right? Like that'll never be me. Nobody wakes up one day and it's like, I'm going to be a drug addict. It'll be fun. That's just not the way it goes. But um, as often happens, you know, people become a product of who they're around, product of their environment. That's what I did. Uh, at 14, uh, I was sexually assaulted and uh, went left. And so, uh, you know, I started doing drugs. And by 18 years old, I was homeless, living on the streets, uh, and and had no, like, I was just completely, I was completely out there. My addiction to drugs and what had overtaken who I was. I, I wasn't, I didn't even feel human. I felt, I just, I didn't feel anything. I was just numb. And it was to, to drown out. Sorry, I was getting a call. Uh, but I think that, you know, I went to rehab. You know, I went to rehab like five times. I, I went in and out of jail by the time. I turned 21 in jail, in fact. But I remember people would drive down the road and tell me what a piece of crap I was and uh, I remember many a times, you know, being at this Hardee's at seven in the morning because it was wintertime and I was freezing. And I would go in there and they would run me out pretty quick, but I'd go in there and I would get warm for a second. I would, I would think and wish and hope that somebody would give me a coffee or, or a biscuit or just anything. And then it's, uh, it's crazy to think how real that that is. Now, looking back, how real it was uh, at the time. And, and it, I, I just got out of jail one time. And that's why you were talking about that fun fact. And I walked up to the stranger and I told him, I said, you know, he was washing his truck. And I said to him, I want to, you know, I want to take a shower. I want to have fun right around. You think you can help me with that? A complete stranger. And I get in his truck and I've, I've literally, like you said, over a day, about a decade, I've not ever got out. <laughs> and he was the reason that I initially got sober because I felt an inkling of love for the first time uh, in what feels like forever. I had not felt any emotion in so long and it was worth it to me to let all those bad feelings and, and, and all the, all the shame and have to learn to forgive myself, et cetera, to feel the love that I had for him. And so that's initially what happened. And then, I, it obviously wasn't hard. It's easy to say, oh, and then I began, began my recovery journey. Like I said, <laughs> but it just wasn't an easy thing, right. uh, but I did it. And, and shortly after, a couple months later, I got pregnant, so it made it easier and, and so on. But three years in, he gets shot and uh, starts suffering from bipolar schizophrenia, which means he heard voices that weren't there, post-traumatic stress disorder, a lot of things. And he suffered in, without help for two years. Finally, something bad almost happened. He almost hurt somebody really bad and he gets taken away. And so I was left on my own with two kids and I'd been sober at the time for six years. And um, we were living on government assistance and I had no car, no money. And I was still living in that small town where everybody knew that I used to be the drug addict homeless girl. Right. And so they don't let, they don't forget it. They don't forget those type of things. And so I, I didn't know, like I didn't have a babysitter or anything like that, but I still tried. 
to get a job at the local dollar store, but they wouldn't hire me. They wouldn't hire me because of my past. And I, again, I wouldn't, I don't know how I would have got there, who would have babysat my kids, but I still tried. Nope, what's the answer? And uh, I'm devastated because I lost the only human friend that I'd had in years. Even though he'd been technically lost for two years, uh, he was gone. And so I was so alone. And my poor kids, like, I was just like, is this it? Like, is this the joke? Is this, is, is there just somebody up there laughing at me right now? Like, is this funny? And I, I literally went through all this to lose my kids because I can't pay an electric bill. Like, is that what's going to be it? Why did I even, like, why did I even try if this is what it's going to be? And as an addict, well, you know, I, an addict looks for a distraction outside of themselves to deal with emotion. Mm -hmm. And even though it's not drugs, my, I was using my phone to try to distract me. And there was a girl who had invited me this thing on Facebook. Fast forward. I see it. It's nothing that I'm actually interested in, actually. <laughs> but I'm looking at it. I'm like, huh, that looks interesting. Don't know nothing about it. But, and I asked her, you know, are you making money? All these things. Yeah, da, da, da. fast forward. I sell my kids' toys. Just like you said, I took a couple pictures off my wall. I took pictures of my kids' toys and posted them in a Facebook group. The best ones that they had, and I sold them until I got enough money to start an online business. And um, I, I had no Instagram. I had created an Instagram, but I had no followers. I didn't use it. Like, it was just blank. Right. But on Facebook, I had like 150 people, and all of them didn't like me. <laughs> I didn't have family or friends or any of that. I just had nothing. So I knew that I had to, but I knew that because I didn't know that girl, right. that there was a way that if she leveraged it and I, she, I've seen, I saw what she was doing. There was a way that I could leverage social media and create anything outside of just that little tiny town. Mm -hmm. And in under three years, I, I created a six figure brand. And in my first six figure year, I had my first 50 K months, over 50 K months. It was, it was like a, it was like a surreal experience. Mm -hmm. I was speaking on stages before I'd ever had my online business a year. I became the top 30 in a direct sales company in under a year. I was top 1% seller in under a year with nobody, like complete strangers were supporting. Yeah. Right. And it was. It's still, I look at it, like, I, I think about it, and I look at it, and I'm like, it was, it's so insane. And that, that, when I realized, here's when, here's when I realized, when I was able to pay my bills, pay a car payment because I paid down on a car, and live fully, and also be able to give my kids the first Christmas that there was no donations, there was no angel tree and I knew every present that was under the tree. I bought them all and they weren't just dollar junk filler to have for a picture on Facebook. When all their toys were great and I did it all myself and I still had all the money I needed, I knew that there was so much more to it.
and that if I could do that, if I could create that, that I could go much farther, but that I could help other people do the same. And so what I do is I help the average or less than average in my case, I help the average human leverage the new era of social selling, not, not the BS, not the old school, pushy BS, none of that, but the new era of social selling that is actually serving, right? So they can create this online empire just like me because over 70% of people don't have a thousand bucks in the bank. Like that's a real number for, for the United States. That is a sad number. And that was me for the first 26 years of my life. And so I think that I, I, it was my duty. It's my duty to stand up for those people and show them that you get to choose and, and show them exactly how. So that that was a long way around the barn, okay? And also I'm from Tennessee, just in case anybody wonders, uh, you know, where where's that accent or where is she? She talks different. Yes, very much. But, you know, I've not, I've learned a lot of words in the last few years, but I've not changed. I've not changed that just because that's me, you know, and I've got to where I am by being me. That's, that's my gift. And that's also, you know, your gift, right? Like being you is, is the gift. So anyway, that, that's, that's what I do. I love doing it. There's nothing better than that. And, um, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just so excited to be here. I can't stand myself. <laughs> I'm like, I love I'm like trying, I'm, I'm holding it together. I'm not, I'm not quite crying. I'm okay. I got this. I'm, not, I'm like, I this. don't want to cry today. I'm really I mean, we got on nice makeup, like, come on. Um, but no, I appreciate you sharing that because, um, because all of you listening, I actually first heard Michelle share her story on clubhouse, which we're going to talk about clubhouse in a second. So excited about that. And it's, like I literally just listened to her share this, the basically similar story to what you guys just heard, like those details of her life and how she got here. Right. And I literally got on Instagram and messaged her immediately after I was like, just listen to you on clubhouse. Oh my gosh. I need you to come on my show. Please, please, please. Da, da, da. Because I could feel, I, you can literally, I'm sure you've been told this before, or maybe you haven't, I don't know, but like you can literally feel things feel you I don't know how to explain that when you are talking oh about that. it's so funny that you say that because I say that about certain people when you feel it you can feel it right. and and I don't get that from everybody but I've never heard anybody else say it like that oh well I, I, I mean so it I, I get I feel it from you I feel like literally when I was listening that day I was just like I was over here like in my kitchen walking around like crying it was it was really amazing and I just really applaud you for sharing it and I love how you're like it's my duty to help others and show them that if I can you can it's just yeah. honestly just one of the most beautiful things Michelle and I told you before we start recording that's one of my like things using social media for good because social media in general it gets a bad rap people complain there's haters people say oh it's bad for you da, da, da. No, no 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 you're doing it wrong you know that's what I say if you hate social media you're doing it wrong and oh, you have to be I mean no it's it's can you change your life like you said it's total strangers it's I mean thank god for total strangers right total strangers and on the internet that are cheering you on that are doing business with you it's amazing 
It is. It's so surreal, but it's not like it wasn't luck, right? Like I think there's this perceived thing that you have to start with an audience already or an influence of some kind or whatever. And not just plowed through and showed everybody bull. Like, (laughs) no, you do not. Like, it's great if you do. Good for you for building that up. But you can also go from hermits and nobody likes you to everybody knows you. That is possible because I proved it. Right. And, and that too, that's why people like, that's why like people like people who show what's show themselves completing something that's hard. Right. They knew it was not going to be easy for me. I've told them from the beginning, from the people who started following me from the very beginning, like we're going to learn together. I took them on the journey with me. They're still on the journey with me because I told them this is hard. Like this sucked. Last month sucked. This I expected this, and this is what happened. I guess I need to alter my expectations. I told them the books I was reading. Like I took them with me, right. and they got to see that there was some hard stuff, and that I was doing something that a lot of people don't attempt. It's not that they can't, but they won't stick it out or attempt to do it. And and I was doing it, and so they they rode with me this whole time. Kind of like David Goggins, not not that I can compare myself to him, but people love him because he did something very hard. And he shared that with the world and people clap for him and want to root for him because he shows them the heart. Right. And I think that it's a, it's, it's, it's such a, and it doesn't have to be anybody else's heart, but your own right yeah yeah right like the old guy I don't I don't even remember his name and I wish that I did but he literally walked around his garden which for me or you would be easy right Right. but he it was hard for him he was like 99 years old and he had raised like 30 some million dollars for charity walking around a garden because it was hard for him and because he shared that out people supported him because it was hard for him and so I think people are trying too hard to be perfect and not letting people know that, hey, this is kind of hard. <laughs> like, right. what, this is hard for me doing it. Like, for instance, when I first did videos, I told them, I'm like, I suck. Okay, <laughs> this is hard. I'm scared. I'm like, it ha- all it has to be is hard for you. And people want, like, it doesn't only have to be hard. It does, it's not going to stay hard if you do it. Right. But if you admit that something's hard for you and people know that, hey, this person's human. Yep. Right it's it's they want to to support that I think that that's how I've got a lot of support right I love that and that's like that's true leadership surely you've been told that a million times before but what you did I mean that's true leadership like like it's not like oh I know everything so let me teach you it's like "Eh, don't quite know everything but let's just do this shit together come on with me I'm gonna be here for you I'll be your leader and I'll be I'll be your support and you go in together I mean that's that's amazing. That's just like a dream to find a leader like that. Like, especially in business, because you never know, you know, people get a little nervous. What are we getting into? I don't know what I'm doing. And it's, it can be nerve wracking starting a business and going out online. Like you said, doing videos and doing all these things. They have somebody like you, you know, helping everybody along. Like we're in this together. That's just, it's beautiful. Perfect. And it works, you know, it's community. Right. Exactly. Okay. So thank you so much for sharing all that. I love it so much. Um, 
let's dive into Clubhouse. Okay, so I know you love talking about Clubhouse. If you guys don't know what Clubhouse is, it's just really quick. It's a, it's a new, still new, audio only social platform. It's an app. Right now, at this moment in April 2021, it is iPhone only, invite only. So it's a bit exclusive. It's really cool. So I would love for you to dive in. Tell everybody what you love about Clubhouse, why you love it, and how are you actually using it for your business? Because I don't, I think that translation is hard for some people of how to yes. do that mm, too many people are wasting too much time that it's is a lot true. of time it's a lot of time. It, it, it can be a time suck but it can be a good one if they allow it so right. as she said you know right now and, and when android comes on it'll still it'll be an opportunity for a long time yes. just but just like tiktok it's still an opportunity right now yep and because it's still early and yep. And early adopters are rewarded in anything, but you could hear this even after Clubhouse has been around for a while to leverage it because too few people will hear this and actually do it. This is That's true. the difference. <laughs> and so if you hear this and you do it, you implement it, okay. definitely tag us and say, hey, I heard that podcast. Shout it in the Instagram stories. We want to hear your results that you get after implementing the things that we teach you. Yes. That's that's something every coach, every mentor, we love to see it. And then we want to give you that exposure back. So leverage it, right? So so right. for me, I think Clubhouse is that place where, especially like for moms or busy people in general, and which is everybody, if you have a business, it's an opportunity because you do not have to be ready. You don't have to be anything. All you got to do is speak. And so here's what, here's what, um, here's what I would start with. Let's start with the basics. Once you get on the app, most people click, they get to choose interests and most people choose their own, which is great, right? One hour a day, your own interests, cool, then do that. But what you, what I suggest people do is what are, what interests does the person you're helping have? What are their interests? Oh my God, that's amazing. What, I never thought of that. <laughs> you want to get in those rooms, right? Like yeah. those are where you want to hang out because that's where your person is. So example, if your person is a mom, well, she's she's probably in time management rooms, makeup rooms. She's probably in parent uh, parenting rooms. Maybe it's rooms around easy rest. It could be so many different rooms. But it's, if it's a parenting room and there's a woman in there, she's probably a mom, right? Like she's not going to be in there, right. you know? And so, so when you're in there, even that, that's, that's first is make sure that your interests are aligned with the person you help, okay. that, that, that you click their interests so that the rooms that you see, the, the little squares are called rooms, right? Mm -hmm those are in line with the person you help so you can be around those people, okay? So you do that, and then what else? Your profile photo. Okay, there's a bazillion ways to make it stand out, but here's the easiest way. If you have Canva, the paid version, yeah. you can upload a picture, go to effects, background, remove it, put a color back there that you like or that's on brand for you. Hot jam, it's, it stands out just a little bit different. If you don't have the paid version, remove .bg and then go to Canva and change the color of the background. Super easy. But remove .bg, you can remove background for free if you don't have the paid version of Canva. Moving on, smile. Smile in the photo. 
Yeah. Make sure it's bright. Stand in front of a window. It needs to be inviting, kind of close up because it's the only picture that they'll ever see. And it needs to be, you know, inviting, right? And kind of stand out, which is why I said remove the background. Aside from that, your bio is the biggest thing. This, you do not <laughs> have to be a speaker if your bio is on point. And this, I've proven this time and time again. People on my team, people that I work with, people that have hired me, Please hear me. If your bio is on point, you don't have to be a speaker to win on Clubhouse. Okay. Mm -hmm. Here's what you need to know. First of all, the first 85 characters are all that matters. As far as if somebody's at a glance or maybe they just joined the app and they're scrolling through who to follow, all they see are the first 85 characters. Mm -hmm. And emojis count as two characters. Uh -huh. So use them wisely. Emojis are searchable. Words are searchable. What's not searchable are those fancy font apps. So if you're wow. using those to try to stand out, you are no longer searchable. Just an FYI. Now, wow. what if, okay, if you're, if you're, if, here's, here's the deal. People are cool with your ups if they're aware of your downs. So mine is from homeless to public speaker, uh, social media strategist, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? That's my top line. One line about me. So what's yours? It could be from there's this guy. His it's from skinny and wimpy to confident and strong or strong and confident. Okay. Right? Doesn't have to be monetary. Doesn't have to be something off the off the chart. It could just be resonate with your person, which his person probably feels skinny and wimpy. Right? right. Okay. And and they resonate with him because they think, oh, he's been there. But then he's he's extraordinary to them because they know he's done something they've not quite done, which means they want to follow him. He's just like me, but he knows something I don't know. So if you can be ordinary and extraordinary in one line, do it. Okay. So uh, that's that's the most thing. From this to this, one line. Oh man. Okay. Next line. Next line. I help or I teach XYZ type of individual. Who is it? What individual is it? The single mom, the unhealthy dad, the business man. What is it? The, the person, one person, mm -hmm. the business professional, the entrepreneur, one type of individual. So I help or I teach this individual to do XYZ blah 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 be very specific in what you do okay next line what is in it for them if they go to your instagram give them a reason to follow you on instagram nice, okay yeah. i tell them I, I share social media growth tips on my instagram and then i go so far as to say i'll give you my 10 step my 10 secrets to convert on clubhouse all you gotta do is follow me on instagram DM me the word convert. And you know what I do when they do that? I send them to my bio so that they can sign up for my email list. Yeah. And then it gets sent right to them. Ba bam, convert. So I they've not only if they follow me on Clubhouse now. That's awesome. What? Sorry. I just love that you're saying DM me. That's awesome. Instead of just saying, oh, click the link in the bio, you're actually saying DM no, me. No, because then they're not going to follow you. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. You're, you're missing, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, it's so easy to do that. Sure. Right. 
but you're missing a you're the, people are missing an exposure point yeah when they do that I because then that. they're not following their instagram so that's a less touch point that they have right and and, and the drip comes from everywhere so so it's follow me dm me this and then what i tell people is hey i've had an overwhelming response which is true i went ahead and put it in my bio right go ahead and click that link in there bam the end there they are and it gets sent to them immediately that's my welcome email now if you sign up for my email list that's the welcome email you get those tips and and people do it but after that then it's fun facts about you if you want to talk about you here's the time okay what is it about you right did you lose 20 pounds in I don't know that a, a number of months. I don't know what what the what it would be, but <laughs> what, whatever it may be, right? Have you spoke on stages? If you have, who'd you speak with? Have you been interviewed on somebody's podcast? Have you got maybe you got a million views on a TikTok video once? I don't know, whatever it may be. But it's little things about you that if somebody reads it, they're like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like for me, one of them could be that uh, one of mine is uh, I sold $62,000 personally in affiliate sales, not even my own thing in affiliate sales in less than two weeks with under 10,000 followers across all my platforms. Like that's crazy. That is crazy. Right? <laughs> but it happened. So I'm like, I put that there. Yeah. Again, it doesn't have to be that. It could be I ran 100 miles in 100 days or I ran a hundred miles in a hundred days. Uh, you know, whatever it may be, just, just random things about you that your target person wants to know about you. Okay. Right. If you're trying to attract moms, then if you're a mom, say it, right. Uh, I've, I only cook 10 minute recipes for my kids. I don't know what it may be, <laughs> right. just random things like that. That's the time for that. And then below that, we're going to reiterate why they should follow you on Instagram. Because we want them to move. Get them over there. Get them right. over there. Right. So remind, give them another reason, remind them. So again, remember I told you that mine says, I tell them, right, I give them the free thing. Here's why you can go over there. But then I also say, I have social media growth tips on my Instagram. Right. So it just reminds them one more time, go over there, right. over here, right. okay? And, and and you can you can you know if you you're you're open to podcast interviews or whatever it may be you can put that mine says if you want to you know <coughs> want me to do a room with you you want to collaborate whatever whatever put that there but that's at the bottom right that's at the bottom stuff like that but your most important part's at the top now what did you do here's a gangster tip Oh, you're gonna have to wait to get that gangster tip from Michelle <laughs> in next week's episode. It's gonna be part two of my chat with Michelle Eldridge. In the meantime, you have got to go find Michelle on Instagram and follow her. All right, search Michelle Eldridge or go to underscore Michelle underscore Eldridge underscore. All right, <laughs> and of course, go find Michelle on Clubhouse as well. Tune in next week for part two. Thanks for being here and I'll talk to you later.
Thanks for listening to today's show, y'all. For more information about the podcast, go to socialsunshinepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to the Social Sunshine Podcast YouTube channel. For more information about me, go to brittanycrossin.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok, and Clubhouse. The Social Sunshine Podcast is a Fun Love Media production. Funlovemedia.com. Bye.